have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth. I'm your host. Guys, just want to welcome all the new listeners. Thank you for all the old listeners. Thank you for giving me your time, your attention, your listening ear. It means a lot to me. Guys, for those of you who don't know, I'm a personal trainer by trade. I am fully immersed in the fitness industry with regards to my background. I'm a competitive bodybuilder. I'm a personal trainer, clearly. Um, uh, I just, I love everything fitness and I love to work with people. And that's the reason why I became a personal trainer. Hence the word personal in the title, right? I love the personal aspect far more than I love the training aspect, but I am just good at training. And so when you tether personal to trainer, uh, or I'm sorry, personal the personable aspect of it to the training aspect of it, well, then uh, you got a, a, a home run for someone like myself. Now, that's not the gloat. That's just to clarify because there's something about personal training that I gravitate towards and I believe that it's the personal side of things. Um, I like to work out and so it's easy for me to express or share, or share my knowledge with people and, and give them cues and give them tutorials and give them under, understandings on how to move and get better and get stronger, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. When I work with people, I hear a lot of things. I hear, I hear not only do I hear excuses, but I hear preconceived notions and misinformed ideologies about, uh, you know, what to do or what to, how to, you know, uh, misconceptions on diet and, um, I don't know, it could be anything, but I hear a lot of it. I hear, I hear crazy, crazy stuff. Most of the crazy shit is what women say. They say like things like, um, I don't want to get too bulky. I, uh, I want to develop long lean muscle. Like there is such a thing. Uh, and I don't want to get into that with this podcast, but I do want to talk about, um, the process in which people get very discouraged on. And it's the process from start, right? Starting, you have the sedentary person hasn't worked out, let's say for 10 years and they don't eat well and they just, they don't know where to start with terms of their fitness. So they hire a trainer, i.e. myself or someone else. And they, they automatically have built up this sort of giant with regards to this process. And that's the reason why they hire somebody and they don't just go on YouTube and look up fitness videos because now there's so much material on YouTube and on the web that you can basically hire a trainer inadvertently without hiring a trainer. I mean, it's just, there's so, there's a plethora of education that is free on the World Wide Web. And so, but we, we, or the people rather, they need personal attention. They need accountability. They need somebody to interact with them. And then that's when a trainer comes in, in, into play, right? So beforehand, what I end up going through with a lot of these clients is um, they're, 
their need to make things more comprehensive or I'm sorry, complex than they need to. And it makes the process far more, uh, what's the word? I want to say it just makes the process far more attractive and far more productive. And because of that, it's kind of defeating right from the get-go. You know, you got a person that's not healthy, has, let's say, 40 pounds to lose. So they're carrying around a spare tire, essentially. They're not, they have low self-esteem, low self-sense, uh, low sense of uh, self-worth, and they're intimidated when they're seeing this trainer. And they're insecure, and among many, a myriad of other things. And they've also effectively created a giant out of something that in reality should be the size of a molehill. And the reason why I say that is because this process in changing your body is very simple. It just takes time and it just takes discipline and it just takes a little bit of determination on your end. And moreover than that, it takes you being frustrated with your current state. You have to be frustrated. You have to get to a point where you're sick and tired of waking up, feeling like shit, looking like you're worst, and just not being able to have the esteem that you once had probably, or that you've never had, but you know is in you, or you you want as a part of your life. And so now you've made the decision Like I just have to put my nose to the grindstone and do it. But now I just, like I hear this person over here saying this, this person toting this type of workout program or routine. I don't know what to do. And so when they get into the training studio with me, they end up finding out that all that's to do with this process is movement. Movement with weights. Listen, these are the same movements you've been doing your entire life. Have you ever squatted down? Yes, you squatted to take shit, right? Okay, that's a squat. Have you ever bent over to pick something up? Yes, okay, that's a deadlift. Have you ever reached up overhead to put something on the garage rafter? Yes, okay, that's a shoulder press. Have you ever pushed your child in the or put your child up in the air and done like a little swirly swirl with your child in the air while you're laying on the ground? Yes, okay. That's a chest press. You've done so many of these things. I mean, I could go on. Have you ever walked upstairs? Okay, that's sort of like a lunge. Not really, but it is. It could be cl- kind of classified as a sort of like a lunge. It's a step up, okay? But it's effectively a single leg movement that we're doing. You've done these things in real life and you do them consistently. Now we impose the stress, which is weight. And this is effectively the thing that's going to change your body. This and doing it consistently, repetitively. So, why are you making this process more complex than it needs to be. One of the best things I learned in school 
the best besides how to add and subtract and multiply, which I don't even need that shit anymore. I have a calculator. We had a calculator back then. I don't even know why we even learned that. I learned in English class to keep it simple, stupid. And that is applicable to everything, including your life's processes, your life's journey. What I mean by processes is the things that you're undergoing, that you're that you're finding a lot of confusion in, or you're finding a lot of you're finding a lot of stress in as as a as a whole as a unit. Like you just you, I feel like we as a society like to complicate things because we deem them more rewardable in the future if we overcome them or if we conquer them question mark because I don't understand why we're failing to understand this simplistic reasoning behind anything worth anything in life or anything that's measurable in life and that only comes by way of you being persistent tenacious and just fucking devoted are you devoted we don't toss that word around enough some of you are just not devoted enough which means to me you don't want it that bad enough if you wanted it that bad enough you would get it and the thing that the thing that irritates me the most about inf- fake influencers and people peddling certain narratives on Instagram or social media in general is that they're always trying to peddle something of a shortcut or a, or a, or a streamlined way to get you know from A to Z. That's not the way this works. If you actually, if people actually understood and they weren't fucking dummies and so impressionable and they understood that all it takes is a few things, few character constructs to be at play every day, devotion, tenacity, persistence, that's clearly not glamorous, but it's the truth. If you adopted these constructs, there would be no there would be no influencers peddling any type of shortcut because nobody would buy into their bullshit they wouldn't have a fan base they wouldn't have a following cuz everybody would be like you're full of shit dude we need to get back to the keep a simple stupid method and moreover than that What if I told you that what you've been manifesting or materializing has started unbeknownst to you years and years ago? This process, your your abilities, your, your implicit talents, they've been culminating and refining themselves unbeknownst to you Since you were born, there has been certain properties or constructs within you that you naturally gravitate towards in reality, in the real world setting. There are things that you're attracted to, and I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about certain 
activities or, 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 or endeavors, or it could be when you're older, a vocation. There are certain things that you're naturally attracted to. Can you explain to me why you're attracted to them? Can you explain to me why when I was 16 years old, I was attracted to putting lift kits on trucks and growing a business or trying to grow a bit or actually establishing a business in high school for the distribution and selling of wheels and tires and lift kits to install on people's vehicles or trucks? Can you explain why I was attracted to that? Can you explain why I made it more of a more of a tedious process by making ever sure everything was clean when I was working on the lift kits that I used clean rags I used I used polyurethane coated sockets so that the nuts and the bolts didn't get scratched on the edges when I impacted them in can you explain to me why I used rags on my jacks to jack up the truck so I didn't scratch the frame rails on the truck I didn't need to do any of that I didn't need to make that process even more more uh, complex than it needed to be. But that was a part of my character. That was a part of what I wanted to do. I was drawn to that. I was attracted to doing things that way. That is just who I am. That's what was already implicit in me before I engaged in such activity. There are things about you that are naturally implicit to your character and the way that you develop yourself and the way that you do things and they have been manifesting. You have been, unbeknownst to you, cultivating these things ever since you were young and you were just doing life and you were just keeping it simple. You've been doing these things already. These things have been materializing already. And you're now 28, 29, 45, trying to figure out what's my talent? What am I good at? What am I doing here? You've had a natural common denominator about you that's existed ever since you were born. And lucky for us, we have a God that knows what he's doing and knows how to get us where he wants us even when we think we're stagnant. So you may think you're stagnant right now because you don't see anything happening and you are. You are stagnant. But the good news for you is that it's not forever you're going to be stagnant. Things are going to manifest and they're going to reemerge and they're going to shift and they're going to change in your favor. But they're not going to do that if you don't develop consistency, devotion, and tenacity. If you don't have those elements, and I would really tether consistency and persistence in the same pool. Because I mean, you being persistent is you being consistent. But if you don't have those three elements or elements, those three elements, you're not going to see your full self materialize. 
You may get there. I don't know what God's doing with your life. You may get there still, but it may be like years ahead of what it was supposed to be. What you need to understand is that you're naturally attracted to certain things. You don't need to try to identify your ability, identify your talent. These things have been emergent in your life since you were young. You just have to reflect. You just have to reflect back on what you were good at, what you did when you were young that you loved to do, that you were attracted to do. What had a gravitational pull on you? These things are all affiliated with what your actual legacy is going to be. I mean, if I put together my puzzle to to the best of my ability and gather up these elements from my life, like I think I'm going to end up doing something with people in the future and I'm going to end up doing things. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to have my own specific way that I, um, that I talk to people and that I communicate or it's going to, and it's going to be, you know, synonymous with my character, with, with what I, with what I've developed, I guess, throughout the years. But, and maybe the way that I treat my, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not even really, I don't really want to talk about me. I don't want to get into me in this. I, I just use myself as context because it's obviously my own experience is the best, but I feel like I, in terms of the best, in terms of the share, not like it's the best. I just, in terms of to share with you, it's the best I have. So I, I use that as context, but you know, I can tell, I can go off in different tangents and stories that I'm not going to do on this podcast and tell you about certain things that I can see aligned that I didn't otherwise remember, that I didn't otherwise identify and I see them aligning and it makes sense why they were why they're aligning and this aligned from grade you know 8 to now current day and it's like this is the reason why these two things merged and like i don't i just don't want to my brain is going a million miles an hour right now with those stories but i don't want to get into them it's probably the reason why i'm talking fast because I'm, my brain is just going whoa, whoa. okay so i'm going to stop there but i think you understand and if you don't understand, I don't know. I can't save you. That's that's the best I can do. The thing about your life is that you're complicating the shit out of everything. I sometimes complicate the shit out of everything. Because I, like you, think that there's a greater reward if I make life harder and there is when it's challenge imposed, when it's self-imposed challenge to see what you're made of, to develop yourself in a way that you adopt more responsibility and more discipline because you know that because you've done this, you're going to be a better version. It's going to be harder, but it's going to make you a better version of who you were. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about making life in general, the process of everything, harder, more complicated. The process is different than the challenge. 
We'll adopt challenges on our own, which we should, for all the said reasons that I just listed off. The discipline, the responsibility, the showcasing what you're actually made of. But the process, that's a beautiful thing that takes time to refine and to materialize. And you don't have to worry about all the minutia. That's all working itself out because of the God, hopefully, that you serve. This process has been materializing unbeknownst to you for years. Years! And you're going to figure out why it took this long once you realize where it's headed. But my advice is to keep pedaling towards the things that you deem attractive like you once did when you were 10, 11 years old, 15 years old. Don't discount those things because they were, they were what you did in your youth. Keep pedaling towards the attractive things. There's a reason why you're attracted to them in the first place. And keep it simple, stupid. Best advice I ever learned in high school. Done.